0: Apostrophe I T W I T H T A N N Y and J E N N Y Doing it
1: with Danny and J.
0: That is my workout song, and it explains why my body is in such, like, tight yeah.
2: shape. I mean, of... that's why you're jacked. That's
0: you're why I'm totally jacked, how can you not be? You hear that song, you hear our theme yeah. song by Eli Braden. and I don't know about you, but I just want to fuck shit
2: up. I do. I thought you were just going to say you want to fuck shit.
0: I just want to fuck shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I totally fucked that song. That's... Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, it's a little too long for me. I want wonder... to. Um, so, <laughs> but But I'll usually... I get two in usually. You you
2: finish it. I I try to finish right at Revolution in podcast, and then you know, like during the fade out. out. Yeah, (laughs) I try to do a a nice slow fade away.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how I end sex anyway in a nice (laughs) way.
2: You just put end scene, and then you walk away. Yeah,
0: yeah, and apologize.
2: (laughs) Um, Danny, I'm excited about our guests.
0: You have to really introduce me to him. I'm aware of his like screenwriting work, which I want to talk to. But you know this guy. I do. He's actually
2: a coworker. If you
0: I've heard. Tell me. Yes. Okay.
2: Well, um, maybe you've heard of a little movie called Star Wars Rogue One.
0: Oh, yes. It's that that little indie film?
2: Yeah, that little indie film. It was a little film that could, you know. It was really, really. This gentleman co-wrote that. He also wrote Book of Eli. Not about Eli Braden. No. But Book of Eli. And is the reason that we have this wonderful once a day Word game, not Wordle. No, Wordle's
0: yesterday's news. What's the yeah, new it's
2: it's all about Loodle, it's all about them dirty words. Oh man, I and mean, you know a yeah. lot of them.
0: You must know like five or six.
2: I know. I mean, I felt really good. It felt like I finally found my calling. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I know Danny, please and do it at Nation, please welcome Gary Witta to the podcast, everyone. Gary.
1: Hello, thanks for having me. Thank it's you for being be here on. with you both.
2: Did you,
0: I just, I'm sorry to just jump in, but I want to get to it. So Road One, I think you may have, co- did, did Chris Whites work with you on that? Yeah,
1: my good friend, I became very friendly from, uh, from, um, us both having uh, written on that movie, he actually came on after me. You know what these big studio movies are like? It's like a, a relay know. race. You kind of you write know, until you're exhausted, and then you hand the baton on to I someone know. else, and then they and they run the next leg and on on and it goes. And we had like there were several writers that came and went on Rogue One, but uh, Chris and I were were two of those who were fortunate enough to end up uh, in the final credits for the film. Yeah, he's a, he's
0: a he's a lovely guy actually. I love him. He's great.
1: He's a good friend. I worked with him. Really and, nice guy. Yeah.
0: So I'll, um, so I was like. I was excited to talk to you as a result of
2: that. By the way, like you talking about that writing process, you were happy to make it to the credits at the end. Like a lot of people don't know this when writing something like, oh, was that that something that you knew? Like, were you like crossing your fingers, hoping?
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, you guys know as well as I do that it's it's the credit arbitration process is can be exhausting, emotionally exhausting. And I've been through it. Uh, on every movie that I've I've worked on, as I suspect most writers, it's very very rare to be like the you know the, the sole writer on a movie from beginning to end, yeah, not wow. just the sole credited writer, but the sole writer. Right? It's so common in this business to be you know replaced, and it's it's a very very strange thing. I think it's it, Hollywood's kind of unique in that regard. The, the analogy I always. Um, users. If you imagine like Stephen King's publisher coming to him after he turns in his latest manuscript and saying, listen, Stephen, we love the draft, but so uh, we think the third act needs work. So we're going to, we're going to bring in someone else. Like you're laughing because it's absurd. Right. But in right. Hollywood, that is just, how it yeah. works. Certainly yeah. with Star Wars, I mean, I, I yeah. remember telling the director Gareth Edwards, like my first week there going, there's no way I'm the last writer on this movie. Like they're going to yeah. have <laughs> other guys, other people come in. Um, and and so it proved to be the case, but you know, once the dust settled from the arbitration, uh, like I said, I, I don't even know how many writers there were overall, but there were four credited writers in the end and I was one of them. That's amazing. I mean, I know that process is rough. I've, I've watched, um,
0: I have watched novelists enter this world mm-hmm. and a while, like you talked about think and they, like even in the TV world where it's like you're taking notes from executives and you're doing yeah. all that
1: and it's they're like fuck that i'm going back to my <laughs> oh I, what a culture shock it must be and i started in features and i actually went the other way i started in features and be, and, and later on became a novelist and i remember when i when i turned in my um my first draft of my novel to the editor and they were like here are my notes and i was like well what if I don't want to do some of these notes? And they were like, don't do them. I'm like, what? You mean I'm not fired if I don't do the notes? It's like, No, you're the boss. You're the writer. I'm like, oh my God. It actually took me a while to get my head around that idea. It's crazy.
0: It's yeah. Like, it's it's really, uh, it's wild. I mean, how did you guys meet? What was the story between you two?
2: Uh, well, through Twitter. So when oh. we had, um, what the, like the, I when I first heard about Loodle, and I had no idea, I just like, you I, were just I, a fan
1: of Ludl, right? I was right? just a
2: fan. But this is such a nod to what, you know, a trash mouth I am. How many people were texting me going, Yo, have you not heard of Ludl? This is right <laughs> up your alley. Jenny, this is perfect for you. And actually, Dana Goldberg, our guest, our yeah. last guest, was like the first person to, to text me. And She's like, If you're not jumping all over this, something's, <laughs> something's yeah. wrong. So it's our so brand. I I just tweeted about it just because I enjoyed it so much. It was so funny. I was telling my friends and then I ended up uh, DMing Gary and being like, hey, I've got some other words Here's here. <laughs> I just started throwing five letter filthy words out. And sure enough, we just became like, hey, would you want to jump on board? Yeah, like, it was
1: quite fortuitous because um, Jenny was started to suggest words at around the same time that we were starting to not run out, but like we had to start yeah. thinking about like the first 50 or 60
2: you know dirty
1: five letter words are not hard to find but the next 50 and the next 50 after that you start to yeah, You start to think, well, man, like how many how many really good ones are there? At least ones that people won't complain about. We ended yeah. up with some, we have some very obscure ones, which are all, you know, legitimate. Yeah. You can go find references for them. But a lot of people complain that they haven't heard of some of the words on the Loodle. I'm like, well, congratulations. You learned a new word today, you know? Yeah, you're um, you're
2: welcome. Stop complaining yeah. about and it. And so
1: at the, at the time that Jenny was uh, started suggesting words, like, oh, you actually came along at just the right time because we are starting to kind of... Um, uh, upgrade our uh, our lewd lexicon, and uh, Jenny was able to help us out with expanding our our dictionary. Yeah. yeah, she was like a crude
0: crude. I was trying to go first, a crude thesaurus. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, and that's that's just
1: that's just what we needed.
2: Yeah, yeah. She, I remember, was I mean, like I think I said uh, I suggested like the word stank first, and you were like, we don't have that. Was, oh my like, god, how how yes! did we how did we miss that?
1: You know, because originally it was just me and my co creator Adam, and we were looking. You know, and it was just what we we could come up with um but yeah just just having an extra set of eyes on it like having another filthy mind going oh you know here's here's yeah. my personal filth you know yeah. library and and it it seven days a week? are you doing this so- yeah,
0: yeah it's i mean yeah. we, so
1: we, we we kicked it off in january and the origin of it was really i mean just very silly i mean Wordle was blowing up you know back yeah. then as you know yeah. um and uh like i said my co-creator adam and i were just kind of everyone was playing it and um, we, were, we were kind of joking about how we were annoyed that, you know, it wouldn't accept certain rude words. Because, right. you know, yeah. you know we're, we're, all, we're all, I remember the very first dictionary I ever had. Like, when you're a kid, the first dictionary you get, what do you do? You look up rude words. You look up right. fart and, Wart, you know, yeah. penis. Wart. You want to see um, what's
2: in there. <laughs> and
1: so, you know, with Wordle, like, you know, you wanted to put some of those words in and it wouldn't accept them. And, and so from that came the idea, well, what if we tried to do a version of the game that only accepted rude words and wouldn't accept non-rude ones like what is the what is the dark mirror of Wordle look like and we started to as it turns out um throwing something like I'm 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 kind of the the division of labor on Loodle was basically me saying as as the co-creator of Loodle I said why don't we do dirty Wordle and then Adam basically went away and built the app and did all the hard work. He's the co yeah. he's the, and I and I and I yes. get all the credit. He's he's yeah. the co-creator. You're the Steve Jobs and he's the one. Yeah. You know, I've literally that's literally the analogy that we've used. I'm the jobs and he's the he's the Wozniak. He does all the real work and I get all the credit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I said Wozinski. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, <laughs>
2: yeah Wozniak. But what we actually started doing, which was really fun, was taking and giving a definition and an example for each word. And that became like one of my yeah it's actually it's actually been a
1: really interesting exercise in i don't really do a lot of comedy i've done some stuff but this ended up ended up being a real exercise in comedy i kept telling people all the time this isn't don't take this seriously like a word game like Wordle. like wordle begins and ends as a word game yeah whereas we thought ludl as a parody of Wordle was really just it's 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 comedy masquerading as a word game right it's 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 using the, the the mechanics of a word game as a vehicle to deliver to deliver comedy like the words in themselves. Are funny and when we first started doing the first 20, 10 or 20 words like most people knew what those words meant yep. and if you didn't you went and googled them um and we used to get a lot of funny comments like thanks a lot ludl i really wish i hadn't gone and googled that word you know because now <laughs> I, I can't unknow it yeah. um but we didn't have any definitions at all for a while yeah. because we just assumed that people would would either know what the words meant or could go find them by urban themselves dictionary and then, then we started linking to urban dictionary the problem was some of the definition some of the some of the stuff on urban dictionary some of the definitions were like problematic like we can't yeah. have we can't be they we're, to they were stuff.
2: getting a little rapey if you will.
1: yeah it yeah, was a yeah, little it was, it like was like a little rapey. racist and like just play. you didn't places yeah. that we didn't want to go yeah. um and so i started writing the definitions myself and you know it wasn't just trying to write a definition but also like like use it in a sentence right and so we were oh, trying to come so up funny. with like funny context in which these words yeah. could be used and so every so every day it was like, I've got to write a new joke, you know, it's it's a come up with the word, but then write like a funny definition for it as well. So it's been, it's been a funny, and Jenny's been doing some of them helping out with that as well. As a comedian, she's been really helpful. Um, But no, it's been, it's, it turned into an, an unexpected, uh unwanted perhaps uh yeah. <laughs> uh exercise in kind of flexing my comedy yeah. muscles in writing the definitions for the words. I mean yeah. what a great thing to be rem- I mean I know you're a big screenwriter but at the end of the <laughs> day what
0: a great uh, tribute to you. Um so Wordle was eventually uh Wordle monetized by selling out to the New York Times. Do you have hopes They did. Of- yes. Do you have hopes of have you been able to monetize this or can you sell it to somebody?
1: When uh when Josh sold Wordle to the to the New York Times everyone was like oh you should sell Ludlum like like to who? Yeah. Pornhub? Like who would buy yeah. this? Who would want to be I was
0: thinking like, Pornhub.
1: Yeah, I mean, porn why up, not? Why not? Yeah. Um, you know, we always wanted to stay. And it, 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 I was very, um, uh, I really wanted to make sure that we like, we didn't come across as like a crass because there was a bunch of Wordle knockoffs, right? I, I mean, know. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, there were some apps that were like charging money to play. And all that, I thought that was really cynical. I was like, look, this is just fun. We don't yeah. need to monetize it. Let's not yeah. put ads on it or charge for it or anything like that. In the end, we did run an ad because we felt the game became so hugely popular. Here's the thing, like, I remember saying to Adam at the beginning, like back in January when we launched it, if we get like a thousand or a couple of thousand people playing this and getting a giggle out of it, that's a win. Yeah. Last time I checked, we had 12 million total oh players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's stupid not to monetize it it a little. At its height, we had about half a million people a day, daily active users, and it was crazy. And yeah, yeah, we were stupid not to monetize it because what? Honestly, you should see the first bill that we got from Amazon Web Services (laughs) for hosting the site when you've got that much traffic going through. The numbers start to start to ratchet up. Yeah. Um. and uh, we just we, we actually decided we needed to run an ad just to pay our server cost so that pay, we could pay, run the pay, game pay like yeah. just break, just just to break even. the lights on yeah and that's what we've been doing yes ever
0: ever since well uh, uh, it's, it's a phenomenon it's it's crazy Um how did you uh how did you get into screenwriting i'm just kind of curiously
1: how did that i was just like a nerdy kid who grew up on star wars and Battlestar galactica and knight rider and star trek and doctor who and blake 7 and all that shit and it's i grew up playing video games and it was the english was the only subject i ever was any good at at school i had any aptitude for or yeah. interesting i was terrible at mathematics and other oh. other you know, ter- i was the nerdy kid in, 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 in pe that was always picked last yeah. uh but english i always really en- i enjoyed reading and i enjoyed writing my own little short stories it was like the only thing that I was like naturally found myself gravitating towards oh, wow. um at a young age and uh, i kind of found a way to put the two things together writing and and, and my love of video games like my first job out of school like 15 16 years old was i got a job at a video game magazine reviewing video games and really? that was and that was my whole first career. Wow. Um, I had a, I had a career as a video game journalist, which is what, what eventually brought me out here. Um, I was eventually uh, editor in chief of a magazine called PC Gamer, which was at I the time like the oh, biggest yeah. the biggest computer games magazine in the world. And that was like that was like my whole first career. And then wow. the company that published that magazine got into some financial problems, and I got laid off. And I remember I was sitting around thinking, well, what do I want to do now? I'd built a decent career for myself as a video game journalist. I could have got another job in that business based on the reputation that I had, but I had always told myself that if I ever found the opportunity to do it, I would, I would try to do the screenwriting thing because I loved movies as well. And I really wanted to try to write something. And it's not something you think about when you've got a job you're happy doing, you know, you were already on that train. But when I got, when I got thrown off the train, I was like, I don't know, there's an maybe like life is telling me that there's an opportunity to like try a different, Tack and I had enough money in my bank account um, to live for about a year very frugally if I just lived on, you know, ramen noodles and, you know, just was very, very careful with how I you know, spent my money. Uh, and I just wrote a bunch of screenplays over the course of that year, just kind of like autodidactically trying to teach myself. I had a couple of books, but basically tried to teach myself how to write through the process of doing it. And back then, I'm, I mean, I'm going back to like, let me think, this would have been like 2000 what would this have been like 2002 2003 like there weren't the kind of resources you have now where you can just like just download you know pdfs of screenplays off the internet and find all these resources like i I would go find like physical copies of scripts with the brads and everything and read them uh and just it's it's, it's what it's what i still tell people to do is like if you want to learn screenwriting don't read books about screenwriting read good screenplays like see how the how the pros do it and and learn from them and, That's how uh,
2: I learned too. <laughs> and and was I literally,
1: kind of, when I, when I first moved out here, I went to
0: like the Writers Guild, and I I, I, I and it's it funny, I got a bunch of like scripts from Cheers and stuff. I actually wound up working with the writers who, at some yeah. point, who taught me how to how to write those. So I, I get that. What was what was your first break Gary like the one where you like in screenwriting where you thought like oh I'm doing this now
1: So I wrote I wrote about 6 or 7 scripts that I never showed anyone because they were terrible and you know the, but cool. there was some progression each one was slightly less terrible than the last and I eventually yeah. had one I thought okay maybe this one I wouldn't be embarrassed to show someone And again there's no formal way in right like oh, there's course. not and, and, and so but I was able to find a list of um not agencies because you know agencies you know just won't they'll send you send it back to you unopened they don't you know send like a script to ca they're not going to look at it uh but i found a list of companies like management companies that did accept unsolicited you know material and uh, sent them out to a bunch of places and i got a call one sunday afternoon from uh, a guy who said i just read your script and um i'm only halfway through but i already know i want to represent you and that was how i how i got started
0: wow that's amazing
1: yeah yeah and, and that, would, that would have, that would have been back in like two thousand. What would have that have been? Yeah, like two thousand three, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand three ish. Yeah. And what was your first produced? Uh, that would be Eli. Oh, it was the Book of Eli. Yeah. Oh my God, what a wasn't wasn't <laughs> the first thing I sold. It it, it wasn't the, so it wasn't the script that got me in because I remember the first, so the script that uh, got me management was like this weird kind of science fiction retelling like uh, like kind of adaptation of Oliver Twist. Wow. um it was like like post-apocalyptic steampunk oliver twist it was very weird and <laughs> the manager could identify that they liked the writing but they were like but we can't sell this piece like no one's going to make this movie yeah. uh we eventually did get it make made as a, as a comic book um but uh, we never made it as a movie and the, so the first question of course is like what else you got right and you've got to have an answer to that question you've got to have like yeah. 10 other things and i started um pitching them ideas a bunch of ideas for other things i wanted to write until eventually said oh we could sell that you should write that And I went and wrote that. And that was the first thing that I did sell, but that didn't get made. And then in the back of my mind, I had this idea for this kind of Zatoichi kind of samurai apocalyptic, thing Uh i wanted to write and i I remember thinking like oh but if i pitch them this they're going to tell me they can't sell it it's not marketable so i just kind of went away and wrote it in secret i knew that if i pitched it to them they would talk me down off the ledge but i really wanted to write it so i just went away and just kind of wrote it very very quickly and just turned it into them like as like the first they knew i was writing is when i turned in the finished draft and they were like oh and even they were like yeah i don't know if we can sell this it's like religious and violent and this guys like chopping people's heads off but we'll try and they put it out there, and yeah, we got a um, Joel Silver liked it, and uh, eventually got made at Warner Brothers with Denzel Washington. Yeah, that, no, I that was yeah. that was that was what kicked the door down for me. Yeah, that's amazing. Were that'll you do a, it.
2: Oh,
0: you
1: go.
2: <laughs> no, I said that'll do it. Joel
0: Silver, Denzel yeah, yeah. Washington. I mean, I, I'm a big. Um, I've always been like a big science fiction nerd myself, so yeah. I read a lot of stuff, and I and I, I love, I, I one of my favorite. You were talking about like Oliver Twist, steampunk, but one of, mm-hmm. one of my favorite science fiction books of all time is the Hyperion series by mm-hmm. Ed Simmons and which is the Canterbury Tales in Space basically which is like so I love those I love that mixing genre stuff were, were, were you a did you were did you like the science fiction books as well were you like it? oh yeah
1: so Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was of probably course. my biggest thing when I was a kid amazing. Adam, um right. you know or the, the Terry Pratchett Discworld books and obviously these are all more, more comedic in tone but they're so they're so brilliantly written and like and Hitchhiker's was just such an amazing there's like there's like a genius idea on every page like on every page there's an idea you could make a whole book out of and it's yeah. just, and, they, and it just keeps coming and Douglas Adams I think was one of the greatest um, geniuses, like science fiction geniuses of the 20th, 20th century. I think because you, because it's comedy, it didn't get taken as seriously. But it, it, to me, the Hitchhiker's books are just towering works of science fiction. Just I just, just incredible. I um, yeah. were,
2: you, were you also really into comic books or just...
1: Not no, not so much like Batman and Superman. I, I mean, I I loved I liked superheroes, but more through the movies, you know, through yeah. the Superman and the Batman movies of the of the seventies and eighties. I wasn't really a big like DC or Marvel comics reader when I was a kid. I came I came to them a little bit later, like when when uh, comic books started to they, they went through that incredible evolution in the late eighties with you know like Alan Moore and Frank Miller with Watchman and Dark Knight Returns, and comic books yeah. started to be taken more seriously. That was when I those were kind of as for so many people, those were kind of my gateway drug into comics. I get that, well, yeah.
0: When we get to the recommendations part, because you're here, I'm gonna. One of my recommendations is gonna be uh, a sci-fi book series that I just finished that I'm like still oh. blown away by. I will save it though for. You
2: will you save know. it. Okay. Is it yeah. is it time for us to take a? I think we should break? take.
0: I think this. I, I normally like to go. I, I I normally like to transition into a break more seamlessly. All right. Um, do you want to try it? Do you, you
2: want to well, meet it? No, you I I, take- feel like, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like I, I, um, no,
0: I I blew it. We're just going to go
2: to a break. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You're not going to believe these sponsors. It's going to blow your tits off, Danny. Oh my God. If, like, say you have excess tits. They're gone after they're gone. Tits out of here.
0: Get ready. ready. And we will be back after these amazing ads with our recommendations of things we've been watching and loving. Yes.
2: With special guest, Gary Whitta. The best. Stay tuned doing it nation. I'm coming to you, Jenny Johnson, comedian, writer all around straight up G. I'm about to let you know about athletic greens, AG one that I just started taking because now that I'm 44 years old, and you know, mama gets a little tired from time to time. And I'm telling you this green drink is amazing. I don't want a lot of sugar because I still got to keep my body looking tight. This has low sugar, it tastes great. It helps me sleep at night, another thing I have problems with, and I just feel good all the way around. The most important thing for me is it containing less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. I am forever searching for healthy options low in sugar and high in taste, and AG1 is the perfect fit for me. It gives me all the energy I need during the day. I get a great night's sleep and you know what i look amazing i don't know if that has anything to do with it but i think ag1 does ag1 is where it's at to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash doing it again that is athleticgreens.com backslash doing it to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, doing it nation bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news of every league including Major League Baseball NFL NBA NHL combat sports esports and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline and use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code CLNS50. That is CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: Bet
2: and yeah. we're back. Holy Oh, cow. my God.
0: Can I just say, Jenny, you read the shit out of those commercials?
2: I got to tell you, Bet Online and yeah. AG1, I've been taking oh that. God. You could tell how great I look from taking AG1. You'll
0: gamble, but you won't gamble on your health. Ooh. Oh, how did I put those two oh. together? Oh,
2: I'm sorry, but cha-ching, that was beautiful. That was
0: beautiful. We yeah, did extra money from that our was beautiful. sponsors.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they should throw um, in a little extra. Before we get any
0: recommendations on be- besides Ludola, are we working on anything, anything we can look for that's coming out? Soon? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm so glad you asked because <laughs> I've always got, there's always something to promote, right? I'm, a couple of things right now I'm doing, I'm actually, taught, you asked about comics earlier. I'm actually in the middle of writing an eight-part a uh, limited series with DC Comics right now called Batman Fortress, which is a big kind of Batman Superman crossover book. Issue wow. three just came out. It's an eight issue series. We're working on that. And then I have an original thing of mine that I'm trying to get off the ground. I've, um, I, have a, I have another, because like I, I have one uh, novel that I wrote back in 2015. I just finished my second one. It's wow. coming out later this year. It's called Gundog. And I did something kind of interesting with it because I'm self-publishing it. Wanted to try and see what it would look like to do something just all by myself, like any, you know collaborators or having to worry about going through a publisher or a studio like what would it look like if i could just find a way to bring a a story directly to market and of course in this day and age you know with social media and youtube and um you know you can do that right you you can make a podcast make a show just like put it out Mm -hmm. there and if you have a
2: following you have and i'm fortunate
1: especially through star wars is people that will follow what i do next and um, what I did was uh, during the pandemic because we are all locked up anyway, and I happened to know some like actors and you know composers and people that you know that make this kind of stuff, I uh, called a couple of friends of mine and I said, "Would you be interested in like let' let's let's, put, let's make our own audiobook adaptation of, of this novel that's coming out?" And so my good friend Shannon Woodward, who was on HBO's Westworld and is a very oh, yeah. talented actor and uh, my friend Austin Wintry, who's a very talented uh, composer, um, we recorded this whole like nine hour, um audiobook ourselves basically in our you know home studios and just kind of oh, using wow. whatever equipment was at hand but it sounds really good and uh, ch- cu- uh carved it up into nine episodic chapters one hour each and we're doing it as a an original podcast podcast right the original narrative science fiction science fiction stars very very kind of hot emergent market right now everyone's at it and I wanted to try and um, do something in that space so uh, if you go to gundogpodcast.com yeah, or you just type gundog into any of your podcast search engines you can go and check out a little prologue preview episode that we have right oh, cool. now in advance of the launch that's coming up but the really cool thing that we're doing because I had some success a couple of years ago on Twitch with this thing called Animal Talking where I hosted my own late live late night talk show Inside Animal Crossing and it kind of blew up we ended up having these like major celebrities Selena I'm Gomez going. and Brie Larson <laughs> and Sting came on on the show and played music Inside <laughs> Animal Wild. Crossing it was ridiculous and I ended up oh getting a big following on twitch so i'm going to do something kind of interesting we're actually going to do uh starting august 10th uh on my on my twitch channel we're doing a live weekly broadcast where i'll i I will introduce each episode kind of masterpiece masterpiece theater style like i don't have the leather i don't have the leather armchair or the smoking jacket but i'll introduce (laughs) each episode much in as as you see me talking to you now and then we'll run the audio almost like you know like an old-fashioned radio drama and everyone can kind of listen to it live on twitch and at the end of each episode i'll come back and do a author Q&A, kind of book club discussion, whatever you want to call it. And we're going to roll that out um, uh, starting soon. And it's going to be interesting. I think no one's ever really published a book in this way kind of like, in like episodic chapters on Twitch. And the episodes will also be on YouTube and they'll be available via uh podcasts and then once the nine episode series of serialization is done i'll publish the actual book for people that would it's rather like you're, just you're, read it's the book like what
0: di- it's like what dickens did it's very <laughs> di- yeah i mean i yeah, yeah, that's yeah, i mean people forget every chapter was like it, it, he published first yeah it's amazing stephen
1: king did something like that several years ago with the green mile oh, right? the he green mile in, was that yeah, yeah. published it know. in episodic chapters in, in much the same way that dickens did so yeah we're doing um yeah we, we, it, it's fun to do a serial like it's never been done before i have no idea if it's going to work but but we're going to have fun uh, messing around so yeah if you well, go check out gundog g-u-n-d-o-g uh we'll on apple it. podcast spotify whatever and uh we're going to start that pretty soon nine nine episodes we're going to have a lot of fun with it that's Fantastic. exciting we'll,
0: we'll put the link to that in our
1: yeah please do description.
0: Yeah. so uh we'll get yeah, some, so everyone you'll, you'll, and, uh, you'll get the what we the doing it bump.
1: yeah
0: <laughs> is that <laughs> a big bump? It. i don't know. Is that- you know, no. is well, that a huge bump say, you know, it's it's really at the end of the day only a couple million eyes so don't yeah, worry i will take every good. one of yeah. them <laughs> um you know.
2: what about you danny what have you been uh enjoying
0: okay so now here's my things that i'm going okay, okay. so my first uh, i'm gonna get i'm gonna get all artsy hold on one. uh i'm gonna get a prop here because i'm
2: gonna get a prop i'm science. sorry gary he's getting props so. that's all right
0: <laughs> no since since we were talking side section i'll start with this book series that just obsessed me by this uh-huh. author um this chinese author xi jin lu and it's the three body problem series oh I yeah
1: everyone knows the three body problem
0: i never okay. knew it i everybody's been talking about it for years it's like it's so depressing <laughs> it's the most depressing science fiction I've ever read. To sell it. <laughs> no, but it's like wow. It's like it, it's a lot of concepts. And it's different than like I, I can't say like that it's like very character strong or anything like that. It's a book of ideas and like and yeah, it just really, really got to me. And yeah. while I'm and then while I'm being like on just TV, this is a weird recommendation. But on PBS, David Attenborough. I has love him. a new show series called green planet and is all about
2: plants yeah and, i have and, a dvr yeah, filled with them <laughs> i
0: love it and but the film techniques he's using right now when you just see how dynamic they are in this time lapse and how one plant is attacking the other and like these the, the crazy strategies and you start to realize oh wait a minute plants are sort of our masters not the other way around in terms of how they've led evolution it's I, every episode i can't wait for them every yeah. episode blows my mind
2: yeah um, it, it's so a I'm fantastic a big, show
0: can't recommend that enough green planet and then the usuals better call saul on fire yeah, yeah. what we do in the shadows well oh,
2: yeah sorry. that was gonna be my well, i can oh, so what you we do, do, do in the shadows what we do in the shadows what yeah. we do in the shadows and also only murders in the building
0: i haven't seen the next season i heard it's great though
2: oh it's great and i'm telling you i don't martin short he must nice, have shadowed right? you without you knowing it
0: I know he's, I know he's, I channel him. We're exactly I mean, the
2: exact Like, I'll watch it. I'm like, how is he following Danny around? I know he has <laughs> a very,
0: somebody else pointed out, like, we have similar manner. I, I, look, I grew up watching SCTV. I'm sure I yeah. absorbed him. not the other way around.
2: No, he's fantastic. Steve Martin's fantastic. Selena Gomez, also fantastic. Yeah. I've enjoyed that. I've also, I just had got this, uh, writing job that'll, I can't say what magazine it's for, but I have been hired to like watch all the Marvel movies and just do like write comedy, like find the the funny things. And I've seen a lot of the Marvel movies, but I didn't realize like how many there are. So there's a lot that I have not seen. I just watched like the Ant-Man movies.
1: I love the Ant-Man movies. Those are actually some of my favorite Marvel films.
2: Yeah. And I don't know why in my head I thought it was going to be, Something that it wasn't. Like, I started watching it. I'm like, I love, I plowed through. I mean, and you know, those movies are like two and a half, three hours long. Every yeah, one Paul of them. Rudd. He's yeah. kind of likable. He's so enjoyable. Those <laughs> movies are fantastic. I really, really They're am, funny. Like, yeah, they're funny. And I haven't seen the new Thor movie, though. I'm excited I've, to see that. I
0: haven't seen that either. I definitely will, though.
2: Yeah. Um, because I am such a fan. Like, I mean, totally. i like, I think Chris Hemsworth is pretty.
1: I find him to be okay looking yeah. <laughs> also yeah. very funny though he's an underrated comic actor i think he's great yeah. he's
0: great when he was on saturday night live he killed it on saturday night live
2: yeah. and, even and, when they did that remake of ghostbusters with all the chicks i mean that movie was like eh but he was great he was at funny that. in that and he was and he's funny and i mean like i even in ragnarok he was hilarious ragnarok that. was
0: the one of the funniest movies of the year yeah I think. It was I just like, so. it was, that was a comedy, like Taika Waititi, what he did with that movie is just like brilliant, because Thor was my least favorite character. Yeah. Even the first movie, I was just like, oh, it's all just so, it, none of it, I don't, it, it, it attract and the, the take on it, that you rescued that character and that world, yeah. it was fantastic.
2: Yeah, so that's what I've had going on. Well, Danny, is there anything you've got, you want to promote? Oh. What?
0: Yeah, I'm promoting, um, oh, yes. I'm actually going to the Edinburgh Comedy Festival on Wednesday.
2: Stop it!
0: You no, know, a friend of mine, uh, Joe Stapleton, is a comic and a poker yeah. commentator. We we were we were out, um, and he was I was like in Vegas with him, and he was talking about go going, and it's like, yeah, I've never been to a comedy festival. He says, I bet I could get you a couple spots at some smaller spots if you want if you pay your way. It's like. I've never yeah. been to Scotland. So uh, um,
2: that's awesome.
0: So I'm really excited. I'm leaving on Wednesday, next Wednesday. And so I will post wherever I'm going to be. I'll be yeah. very excited about it, though. That
2: is very, um,
1: very funny British comedian I know a little bit by the name of Michael Spice. So he's doing a show up there. You may have seen some of his stuff. He does a series on YouTube called The Room Next Door. Yes, he, I know exactly who he is. Yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. Oh, I'll look for him. I'll look yeah. For him.
0: I mean, I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the British panel shows, so I like mm-hmm. I like I love I love all of those you know a lot of those.
1: What's made me you know it's, I've asked Americans about this in the past. I find it find it very interesting when you look at shows like Eight Out of Ten Cats and yeah. Never Mind the Buzzcocks and Have I Got News for You. It's such a it's such a popular vein of televisual comedy in the UK. I always wonder why that format never really well. There's no US version of that. I,
0: I'm not sure why there's not. I mean, it, it's like there is something I have to say there's something particularly British about them. And it's like, and, 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 you, and it's always, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really, I, I'm not sure because I, I, I love them. I mean, I love, you know, I'm a, uh, I, am I spent one, I had COVID and I, I wound up watching the big fat quiz of the year. Mm-hmm.
2: Like,
0: <laughs> two hours. I was everywhere. I'm a huge fan of Richard Iowati, So it was like, anytime he was on, he made me laugh. And so. Um, That's
2: fantastic.
0: Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, look, Gary, we're going to link to all your stuff.
2: Yeah. Let me well, promote thank one you. thing. Oh, quick. yeah. Oh, I totally didn't, per- like, I didn't promote. I per- hold on. Let me <laughs> pretend that that didn't happen. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll I pretend. Be- I won't pretend in my heart, but I'll pretend. Now, I want like people you know.
0: to know what a fucking asshole I am. And now <laughs> Leave I want it. To Leave it all in there. And do the right thing. Jenny, okay. you must have stuff to promote.
2: I do. I'm going to be on the road with Nick Swartzen in Texas no! September 16th. We will be at the 713 Music Hall, get your ticks. and then we're what, going to be what in did? Dallas Wait, what on did? September 23rd at the Majestic Theater. And then the next day, the 24th, we'll be in San Antonio at the Aztec Theater. And then the last day, dream come true for old Jenny, Austin City Limits, bitch. We're no, gonna be performing, <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited, I'll probably cry when I walk out. <laughs> that's like, oh, that's just where Willie Nelson played. And Merle- no, I know, Island. yeah, I'm gonna lose my shit. But very exciting. So, get your ticks, we'll put a link. But
0: I'm gonna be playing in a bar that holds 15 people in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: sweet, uh, yeah. <laughs> some, of, some of those
1: fringe locations are really small, right? Yeah. No, I know, I know, <laughs> but like, I'm actually hoping I'm gonna go there, do a couple. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna, you're gonna have so much
2: fun i'm, so I'm just
0: mooch off of friends you got a spot for me here here it's because i'll know a lot of people there
2: you're gonna have so much fun i, I can't wait yeah um, that's gonna be awesome
0: well gary thanks you've been a delight and an in, interesting and i think i bet a little bit of an inspiration to
1: people who are uh, yeah. used you be very sweet it. thank you yeah.
2: yeah i'm not really all the same. things <laughs> that you do you've, you've you've made me feel lazy with the fact that you've literally done everything <laughs>
0: yeah, i know <laughs> I, I, I'm getting off with you right now, and start, I'm going to start writing. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm starting a screenplay immediately. <laughs> no, I'm Which not. is weird because I because I, I know my own process better than most, and I all I do is procrastinate. And the fact oh, we all do. I don't know how I create anything because when I at any given time during the day, I'm probably not doing anything. I'm sitting around finding excuses to clean yeah. <laughs> the fridge or do anything other than write.
0: I think I think it's harder for modern writers because our writing machine is also our porn delivery device. That's the problem. Find, like, yeah. Like, if Shakespeare's quill
1: got
0: torn, yeah. forget about it. They would be like, you know,
2: Romeo and his step <laughs> If Shakespeare's quill got torn. Please please make that the title of your autobiography. <laughs>
0: I'm working on a type That's five perfect. on it, so I just was testing it out right here. Okay, good. Um, yeah. uh, All right, Gary,
2: thank you so much. Thanks really so much for having me. It.
0: I had a lot of fun. And we'll
2: stick All around right. for a
0: picture, but goodbye. Okay. Yeah, um, Do it, we'll it a
2: Nation. Be. We love you. See you next time. Danny,
0: love you. Love you, Jenny.